This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, November 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ross calls for SGMA equity. Vilsack, we made the case for animal ag. Biden's supply chain plan and H-2A demand up again. Ross at COP26. Environmental justice can no longer be left out. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross is the latest administration official to dive into discussions and engagements this week at the United Nations Climate Conference in Glasgow, Scotland. Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot called the events, quote, speed dating for ideas. The rapid-fire discussions made it all the more challenging for Ross to delve into one of California's most complex and entrenched issues. Farmers are grappling with the first drought since the passage of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, which is driving more collaboration across basins, explained Ross during a discussion on water-resilient food systems. Desperation forces people to collaborate, and we're at a pretty desperate stage right now, she said. This includes partnerships between farm groups, water agencies, and environmental organizations, she said, adding, quote, the one voice that has been left out can no longer be is environmental justice, social justice, the poorest of the poor who are living in these communities. Ross argued the state needs to do much more with technical assistance and capacity building so the unrepresented communities understanding the situations in history and feel like equal partners in helping to solve the issues. To better manage water supplies for drought, Ross said improving measurement tools and building a shared accounting system will be important. Meanwhile, Crowfoot shared that California has officially joined the coalition of subnational governments to take part in negotiations over an international agreement on biodiversity. Senator Bob Herzog of Van Nuys shared his excitement at the conference over research on adjusting livestock diets to slash methane emissions. Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumenfeld was also hoping to bring back ideas from COP26 on cutting methane emissions from livestock as well as food waste. Former CDFA Secretary calls for action on ending hunger. In an opinion piece for AgriPulse, former CDFA Secretary A.G. Kawamura models his farm as one example of how farm-to-food bank effort can be scaled up to address urban food insecurity. His Orange Hills Produce Farm has partnered with NGOs, food banks, and others to dedicate 40 acres of fresh produce to local food banks each year. Kawamura writes that this approach requires getting past the think tank mentality that delays progress to a do tank call to action. You can read more at agripulse.com. Vilsack. COP26 trip showed seriousness of ag contribution. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says his three-day trip to the International Climate Conference in Glasgow showed the importance that agriculture will play in the Biden administration's plans to address climate change. He says it was also important to make the case that agriculture can contribute to reducing methane emissions globally through voluntary measures. 
we want to make sure that people understand that you don't have to reduce the amount of animal agriculture production, Vilsack told AgriPulse in an exclusive interview. He said, quote, you just have to make it more sustainable. Now, take note. He says that agriculture and forestry are expected to contribute about 20% of the reduction in greenhouse gas emissions that President Biden has promised. Biden has committed the U.S. to cutting emissions by at least 50% by 2030. The $27 billion in conservation funding that's in the Build Back Better Act pending in the House could lead to 100 million acres of land being put under conservation in the U.S., he says. Now, for an in-depth look at what has transpired in Glasgow, plus a look at how important provisions in the new infrastructure bill will be implemented, check out our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. White House announces supply chain action plan. The White House has unveiled a new plan for addressing supply chain bottlenecks, mostly by accelerating the awardings of grants for ports, waterways, and freight networks. Within 45 days, the administration plans to launch programs to modernize ports and marine highways with more than $240 million in grant funding. The Transportation Department will award $230 million in funding for the Port Infrastructure Development Grant Program and $13 million for the Marine Highway Program to support waterborne freight service. The White House also says it will identify projects for Army Corps of Engineers construction at coastal ports and inland waterways within the next 60 days, providing, quote, a roadmap for more than $4 billion in funding to repair outdated infrastructure and to deepen harbors for larger cargo ships. In addition, the administration will, quote, prioritize key ports of entry for modernization and expansion within the next 90 days. H-2A growth spurt continues in FY21. The latest data from the Labor Department shows demand for H-2A workers grew sharply again in the fiscal year that ended September 30. The number of jobs certified under the program increased about 15% from just over 275,000 in fiscal 2020 to over 317,000 in FY21. Florida has the most of any state in uh, FY21, over 44,000 H-2A certifications, farm worker justice said in an analysis of the numbers. Now, Georgia was second with about 35,000, California third with about 32,000. Rounding out the top five were Washington State with nearly 29,000 and North Carolina about 23,500. Judge keeps Biden federal vax mandate in place. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. has ruled against 20 U.S. government employees seeking to block the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccination mandate. U.S. District Judge Colleen Collar Cottley said in her opinion that each of the employees who are suing over the mandate has a pending exemption request and so hasn't any disciplinary action been taken against them yet. The plaintiffs are thus, quote, complaining of a compulsory inoculation they may never need to take and of adverse employment actions that they may never experience, she said. In the meantime, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is considering a challenge to the administration's vaccine mandate for businesses of a 100 or more employees, ordered the government to respond today to a Texas request to halt enforcement of the OSHA mandate. Here's today's He Said It. 
Our state must take immediate and bold action by embracing the maritime industry and commit to ongoing critical investments in the global supply chain. That Danny Wan, president of the California Association of Port Authorities, and an op-ed for Cal Matters on resolving the port crisis. You could read about Wan's testimony to the legislature in this issue in the AgriPulse West newsletter that's coming later this morning. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, November 10th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.